Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi and welcome to Why Did You Make Me Watch That with me, Holly Frew. And me, Ronan Moorfield. Hi, Ronan. Hey, Holly. (laughs) How are we today? Mm. Had a little uh, little birthday excess maybe last night, did we? I don't know. Uh, Yes, there were some birthday drinks had. Mm. Um, I suppose you can't go nuts on a Tuesday night, can you? No. Where did we... I I met some friends for, for some lunch in Dundrum. But actually, because there is a P-Max bar there. There is. As well. Um, it kind of gives you the vibe of like, it's any time of the week. Mm. It could, it could yeah. be, yeah, yeah. So did lunch turn into evening drinks? Or did yes. you go yes, home and come did. back? It did. Oh, very good. Very good. Happy birthday. Oh, no. Yeah. No. There's no point. There's no so point in going You back. go home, you're staying home. Once, you know, so, yeah. yeah. Once you go out, you're out for, you know, till whatever. Exactly. So, um, and we had a big weekend on Saturday. Mm-hmm, we did. We visited the Game of Thrones studio tour. Sure did. And uh, I think uh, uh, a fun time was had by all. What do you reckon? A, yeah. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. Like, I have to say, the um, the actual, it's it's a great facility. Mm. It's really like from Dublin, uh, you can get a bus from Bosaurus directly to the studio. And um, so it just takes any sort of hassle out of getting there altogether. Yeah, super. And it's all just like a one ticket wonder sort of situation. And uh, yeah, it was um, it was very straightforward and easy going. And there's like sort of a little cafe and there's a bigger restaurant in there Mm. and uh yeah just really cool um i probably think i liked i liked the costumes and the armor the best there was a lot of very cool sets in there there was a couple of actual uh set sets that they use on the actual program uh, a yeah. couple were made up. You could see they were mocked up for the actual tour, but there were a couple of sets that were actually reconstructed from the from the original. Like, um, yeah. And Do you reckon cool. like the final the final scene one was mocked up, or do you reckon that's the real no, one? It I think big he said it could have been. I think he said that was the real one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the bit where uh, Khaleesi gets Daenerys stabbed. And... Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, that bit where he kills her, um, where that like you know the whole iron room is in rubble and all the rest of it. That's a real. That was a real set. So that was the set. That was a highlight for me actually. Um, yeah, that's really impressive. That, that was looking. really impressive. Like yeah, but um, they could have done a little more with it. Um, I think there was definitely we could have sat on it or yeah, yeah, doing the like you have to pay extra to sit in the throne, and the actual throne you're sitting on is just a plastic recreation of it. It's not the actual. One they use on set. In the gift shop. Yeah, in the gift shop, which, you know, not very authentic, if you ask me. Yeah, it sort of takes you out. It's like <laughs> behind, it's on front of a green screen, so mm. you can kind of like... You can pick your background, but yeah, no, it's yeah. Uh, it, it could it could have been better. There's a little bit more they could do with it, um, because it's not cheap at all. Um, no. But all in all, it's very impressive, I have to say. Um, and 
yeah, no, I'd recommend it. Would you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, any Game of Thrones fan, um, Game of Thrones. But also, if you're into any sort of production design or yeah, the behind uh, the scenes stuff was very good. Like, yeah, 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 that was all like, very impressive. There was a whole sort of thing of um, like the models of the sets, the like design room. You literally saw like a glimpse of like an office. And uh, just the original drawings and some scene uh, sketches and stuff. Mm, yeah. They were really cool. They were excellent. They were very good. Um, yeah. Now, there was nothing I didn't find, you know, not uninteresting. We did say or... that we thought, uh, like, for the food menu, you know, mm. they could have actually made it more Games of Thrones esque. <laughs> I only, I only brought that menu up. Because... options. All the way up, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to have me a Khaleesi burger, even if it's crap. I just want something that's themed, like, you know. So, yeah, I was very disappointed to see the food wasn't themed, you know, like the itchy and scratchy land. Yeah. You know, that was that was a bit disappointing. But other than that, it was fine. Other Actually, than that. The cafe and the restaurant itself was lovely, I have to say. Um, yeah, it was fairly straightforward. Like, you just order it on your phone. and mm, That was good. It's good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So that well, was uh that was our that fun was a nice time. Yeah, it was. It was nice to get out of country. If only, you know, I know an hour outside the country, up north. Yeah. But still. I know it's mad an hour and then like you have your roaming on your phone. I know, yeah. It's like going well, technically you are going to a different continent, but yeah, you get the messages on your phone saying you have now left the EU and all. <laughs> so it's uh, like, oh, we've literally but we're on the same bus from Dublin from the source. It's mad. Um, but yes, so will we get to the film? We shall. Let's do it. Um, so this is our 80s week. Ba-boom. 80s this is our week. 80s week. We, we, yeah, we went yeah. 80s. Full exactly. 80s retro vibe. Holly, for, for, the, for those listening, time. Holly is wearing big hair and leg warmers. So, you know, go Holly. I Thank am, you. I am wearing a suit jacket with the sleeves rolled up and a pink t-shirt underneath. So, <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. uh, just uh, keep the keep the uh, theme going, you know. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, shall I go first? I think you. It's, first it's very one. good that this is a non-visual medium. Yeah, we can say what we like. It doesn't yeah. matter, you know. Yeah, I got yeah. a flock of seagulls fringe. You do, and it looks well on you. It does. It looks well. Thanks. Yeah, you're bringing it back. <laughs> The pouch as well, yeah. <laughs> and I, being a man in the 80s, now must wear lipstick and makeup and eyeliner because that's what they all did, apparently, back yeah. in the 80s. Um, so, yeah. I'm pretty sure now as well. Yeah, true. It's all coming back there. All the, yeah. the guy liner and whatnot. So, yeah. Yeah. Clearly. Um, so, yeah. Will I go first? Am I or, going, for, am I going you? first? You go first, sure. Um. Okay, so you gave me Adventures in Babysitting or uh, Three Men and a Baby. Yes. And I have seen Three Men and Baby like f- probably about a year ago. And I've never seen Adventures in Babysitting. So I've never I seen it? Ad- oh, I can't believe no. you've never seen it. All right. So, um, yes, I watched Adventures in Babysitting on Disney+. Plus. And um, yeah, so I'll basically give you the quick rundown. It's uh, it was originally released in 1987, 
actually Disney showed up. Um, there's a 2016 remake of Adventures in Babysitting. And I was oh, like, no, I'm pretty sure this isn't what Ronan. <laughs> and then I was like looking at the date going 2016. <laughs> and then right. I just like looked up another option and it was just like the 80s version. So I was like, yes, this is the one. The, who's in the remake? Uh, let me have a look, actually. Who is in the remake? It is. Oh, well, that's not great because it literally has no cast. Uh, <laughs> Sabrina Carpenter, Sophia Carson, Gillian Vigman. I, I don't know. They they could be Disney stars. They could be actually Disney stars and I, I wouldn't have a clue who they are. Fair enough. They're, that's probably what they are. There's probably Disney kids. In those Disney yeah, kids yeah. shows. Yeah, yeah. So, like... I don't, I don't know any of them. So, um, but there's no big stars attached to them anyway. But yeah, so basically, um, yeah, directed by uh, Chris Columbus. It's his uh, directorial debut, this one. Chris Columbus's first film, is it? No way. Yeah. That's gas. And it stars Elizabeth Shue and a few others that you'd recognize. Um, but Elizabeth, she was like the standout kind of main character. And um, yeah, there's a few kind of cameos and stuff uh, stuck in there. Basically, um, so uh, Elizabeth Shue um, plays uh, Chris Parker. And... Uh, yeah, she's she's supposed to be 17. It's mad these 80s movies, like when they're supposed to be teenagers, but they actually look like literally 34 years old. Um, so Elizabeth, you, uh, what you call it, ends up babysitting for um, her neighbors. She gets kind of stood up by a boyfriend. I was say, yeah, she gets stood up, doesn't she? Yeah. 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 At the very beginning, she gets stood up. I watched this like literally a week ago and I actually was like, oh my God, I've like completely forgotten it. And I brought up some notes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she gets stood up. He's like, oh, like my sister's sick or whatever. And um, so, and I think it's so cute though. Like he calls to her door to, to like cancel basically. And I was just thinking, like, that is, like, actually more hardcore than nowadays on, like, dating. Because it's, like, you know, you can just, I think it's much easier to, like, text someone to fob them off rather than actually calling up to someone's door and going, I can't meet up with you tonight. Like, do you know, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah. It's just so you're much like, worse. But you're here now, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, it's the smiling, like, you know, assassin. It's yeah. just... uh <laughs> But yeah, so anyway, she gets stood up. She's really upset and she en- ends up, um, her mom asks her to babysit for a neighbor. And uh, so she's just like, fuck it, I'll go because I was going to be going out tonight, but now I'm free. Um, so she goes and babysits uh, for 15 year old uh uh, son and what is I can't remember how young the girl was but Brad Sarah and then Daryl is Brad's little like 15 year old friend like kind of a wreckhead but you know they're grand 
and the, the, um, the classic 80s comedy relief friend yeah that's, yeah the that total same kind character, of the, the weird mad yeah 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 mad one and so um yeah the parents go off anyway and brad has a massive crush on chris as well so that's kind of like always there in the background mm-hmm. he's always like total kind of fangirling her but also like it's really kind of sweet as well um so then Chris gets a phone call from her uh, friend, Brenda, who is in the bus station. <laughs> and it's just such a like mad. So she, <laughs> Brenda ran away from home with no money. I forgot about Brenda. <laughs> and yeah. no bag or nothing. She just ran away from home with nothing. She's a disaster. And yeah. She's an absolute disaster. So she's like in the city. So um, you can get the idea that they're like clearly in the suburbs. And uh, so she must be in like Penn or like whatever. I wasn't actually, they never sort of really mentioned like a, a city, do they? Or I got the feeling like. I got the impression it was Chicago. Or Chicago. Yeah. Is it Chicago? It could be. I actually didn't. And that would be true as well, because he always kind of makes his films around there. I'm really, I feel like I'm really explaining this terribly. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> Brenda is in the bus station. She rings up Chris and she's like, Chris, you have to come get me because I've got no money. And I made like a really rash decision. And there's just total weirdos here in the bus station. And um, and to be fair, in the 80s. She's right. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's she not was wrong. probably dead on. Um, the bus so station Chris, was a, a high for them. Yeah. 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 So Chris is in this situation where she has like three young kids, essentially. Well, she's babysitting two plus one. Uh And they're like, she's like, okay, I'm going to, you're going to have to stay here and I'm going to go pick up Brenda in the car and, you know, just kind of be on your best behavior. And then they're kind of like, well, I think we're coming with you. Uh So the three, the three kids and Chrissy um, go to collect Brenda. And obviously, this is where everything goes trouble wrong. arises. Yeah, yeah. And the adventures in babysitting <laughs> begins. Mm-hmm. Um, the title was so, not wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they have stuff like their tire um, blows out on the motorway. They get hitched up by a car repair tow guy. He gets a call. And basically says that his wife is having an affair. <laughs> uh, he calls around with all of them in the car and the towed car at the back uh, to his house, catches his wife. And like, they're all terrified. And then there's always gunshots in these scenes as well, just going <laughs> off. And uh, even though it looks like a nice suburban place. And um, then they jump into it. A, a random car that's being carjacked. Uh, so they get kind of basically get they get sort of swarmed around into like uh, the inevitability of like getting themselves into much more trouble than yeah. there's a gang. There's scenes on a subway with like two rival gangs and they get in the middle of it. Yeah. They end up in a blues nightclub. Uh, I'm just trying to think now because it kind of <laughs> I can't really remember what links them all together but 
there's some kind of like triadi type gang. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> they get involved in gang warfare. Yeah, it's all very. There's standard. a lot of different gangs, yeah. and they there is a musical because, number, isn't there in the in the nightclub? There's a there? blues. Yeah. yeah, in the blues club, then they end up yeah. actually on the stage doing yeah. a, a musical as you do, number. As you do, like yeah. So yeah, uh, it was really mad. Um, it it's like it's actually a lot of fun, and in fairness, it's like it's well made. But the like, I guess the story is just kind of it just lost me because it's just so kind of like unbelievable. It's pure and, 80s, yeah. like it's real over the top 80s. Yes. Like, like it's just, yeah, it's ridiculous, but it's funny. I've shrunk the kit. But you see, the thing is, like, yeah, okay. So I, um, I wasn't actually a massive fan of this. I kind of went in with the like hopes that I'd really like it, but I just am not a fan of those kind of like films that you just know it's all going to work out and <laughs> accept, like. Were yeah. you hoping for a little of a, a little darker turn, maybe? Or the, one of the kids gets it, or <laughs> or gets no. you know, gets sent down for prostitution or something. Like. I just thought, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just thought there was like a little bit too. I see. The thing is, like, people are going to love this film, and they're going to be like, "Fuck you, Holly." Um, well, it, I think most of the people who would appreciate this film seeing it when they were kids. And yes, sort of imagine themselves the as yes. having this adventure. Like, I think as a, an adult looking back, it's ridiculous. As an adult looking at it, it's just like, it's kind of so far fetched. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, like, if you were to compare it to, like Three Men and a Baby, like, it's quite, uh, even though there's like story and plot and whatever, there's, uh, it's quite like realistic. And then this, in comparison to this, it's just absolutely off the wall bonkers. Mm. Um, even though there's kind of mad shit that happens in Three Men and a Baby as well, it's sort of a little bit more believable and a little yeah. bit more. Ah, look, they're all ridiculous, but yeah, this one's less. Yeah, Three Men and a Baby would be less ridiculous, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but um, so yeah, that's it. Mm. I'm not glad that you made me watch this. <laughs> Fair. Fair enough. But I kind of am glad I watched it because it is one of those kind of staple, um, you know, those kind of 80s movies to watch. Mm. It's always on those lists for like. It, it's it's one of those films I don't think it's aged terribly. Like, I mean, obviously, no. as you say, it's touched on, it is ridiculous. But for someone who appreciated it when, when I saw it as a kid versus now it's like oh you know that has that has some merit you know there is some good bits obviously disney have completely neutered it by taking out all the bad language and stuff yes um because it's that like there's that great bit which you wouldn't be aware of uh where they're on the subway and one of the gang members waves a knife and uh, i think he ends up throwing the knife into one of the young foot into the oh, ground yeah. or something yeah he drops and it and he drops a knife and it goes into the young foot and he's like don't fuck with the lords of hell or some shit like that and your woman immediately grabs a knife out of his foot and then sticks it in his neck and goes don't fuck with the babysitter and yes disney took out all that like you know so they took out all the bad language like. so yeah because um but i i remember that scene mm. uh when i watched it but they haven't but they didn't put the bad language in it. the language just like they you know, dip it yeah it's yeah. like f or fudge or something like that like you know Okay, or mess. Don't but, mess uh, with the babysitter. Yeah. No, it's one of those it hasn't aged terribly. Like the likes of I watched Breakfast Club recently there. 
and that has aged horribly. Oh, yeah. Horribly. Like, it is so cringe. It's just disgraceful. You have to watch it through your hands. It's that cringy. And, like, this was, like, you know, searing teenage drama back in the day. Like, But now it's just bad. It's just bad. So that's aged terribly. But the likes of this hasn't because it's kind of like it's a, yeah, an adventure comedy sort of thing, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. And I think when it's a comedy element in it, you're kind of, you give it the benefit of the doubt, kind of. Exactly, of yeah. Like, exactly. you know, Suspend match disbelief. Happening. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Very good. Yeah. Excellent. Right, then we'll move on. So um, my choices were, well, initially my choices were The Burbs and House Sitter. But mm-hmm. uh, then uh, we only came to realize after the fact that House Sitter was released in 1992. I know, so it didn't and fit into does our does not qualify, 80s. no. No. So, you replaced it with, um, what did you replace with? I replaced it with... Oh, Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Yeah. Uh, but it made no difference because I watched the burbs. Oh! <laughs> so, sorry about that. Very good. Yeah. Um, yeah so I was burbs. full sure you were going to watch Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Nah, nah. Like, I love both of them, I have to say. But if it came to a choice between the two, the burbs all the way. Okay. It's one of my all-time favourite films. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, it's grown up. This was, like, yeah. the film I watched the most. Because my uncle owned a video shop, which, you know, obviously was a rare thing back in the 80s. Yes. So he owned one of those video shops that was at the back of a New Jays. And it's like, you know, those, like, real old-school, non-branded video shops that just happened to rent videos. Probably didn't yeah. have a license sort of thing, like... So he 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 ran the, he owned the news agents that had the video shop at the back, and Sweet. because he was my uncle, free videos every week. I'd go up there once a week, and my dad get two or three videos. And he didn't even need to re- rewind them. No, didn't even need to rewind them. Just hand them back. Didn't even have yeah. to have a case. Like just, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, but like the Burbs was like the one film I kept getting and I kept renting, and I was just like, oh please, can I get this again, please? So I'd watch it endlessly. So saw it a lot more times than I should have. Um. So yeah, it's released in 1999. Horror, it, it's listed as a comedy horror, but there's very few, very little horror in it. It's yeah, more, I th- yeah, it's more for, like a comedy surreal. For a decade that really did horror. Yeah. Like the 80s really did horror. Like it the went 80s overboard and 90s with like monster gore. and Really yeah, scary. Yeah, all practical and gory effects were came into their own in the 80s. So for, this is the- Yeah, for listing this, a horror is kind of like no 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 but anyway so creepy. this was yeah it's yeah. creepy that's about it yeah it's um so it's set in a very midwestern middle class cul-de-sac all very typical middle america sort of thing you know perfect gardens lovely wooden houses um this sort of thing like um all the neighbors just being all house proud and stuff. All very stereotypical neighbors as well. You got the military, you know, ex-military neighbor who has the flag waving in his garden every morning. The stoner burnout. The the nosy fat neighbor who just basically just interjects himself into everything because he's nothing better to be doing. And then we have Tom Hanks, uh, who is basically taking a two week vacation to sit around and do nothing uh, as is his want. Um, so. He starts off the two-week vacation by just lounging around in his pajamas in the middle of the afternoon, drinking beers, sitting around the garden. And this is what he wanted to do for his two weeks. He didn't want to go away to the lakes, as his wife Carrie Fisher wanted him to. So, um, <clears throat> so that's where he's at. Uh, around the same time, the next door house, which has been vacant for some time, um, 
now has new neighbors moved in and they are the definitely the only house in the block that hasn't been taken care of it's it, the gardens and bits um the house has chipped paint all over it broken dirty windows all this kind of stuff they thought it was vacant but evidently there's actually people living there who they don't know about and of course they all said about um wondering and uh nosing about who actually lives there um the three of them, the three main fellas the military guy um tom hanks and the fat fella daisy just all sitting around posturing and fantasizing about what's living there whereas the wives are just like we just go over and say hello what's yeah. the big problem um of course the, the voice of reason being the, the women and all this um but essentially, uh, things get from bad to worse. They actually introduce themselves to us, uh, to the neighbours who turn out to be sort of Eastern European reclusives. Um, one's very a, one, t- kept to themselves. Very keeps themselves. One's a doctor. The other one's the doctor's brother who's just in the house all the time. That small old man. And then they have the Yonfle who is uh, the doctor's son, I think. Or the, the brother's son. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember which one it is. But anyway... So the three of them live in the house, all very odd. And when they finally do get into the house, it's all looks like a gothic mansion nightmare. It's all, you know, nothing's unpacked and everything's just old, creaky floorboards and dark wood and everything else. Um, And we find out that the previous tenants or the previous owners were two old people who more or less uh, moved out overnight, never said goodbye to anyone. And within weeks, these uh, these new guys were moved in. Again, overnight under the under the guys under the noses of everyone. So, um, but at the same time, another elderly neighbor disappears, um, uh, and they start to fantasize that the new neighbors have somehow um, bumped off the old neighbor who's disappeared. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, trying dent to done indeed. So they think the old neighbor has been bumped off by the new neighbor. So they break into the old neighbor's house to see where he actually is because there's no sign of him and he's disappeared without saying goodbye or to anyone or anything. Yeah, which is like really unusual. Really unusual. Uh, among other things, they find uh, the old man who's missing. They find his wig and they determine that he left in a hurry because these old guys never lived the house without their wig and all the rest of it and blah, blah, blah. So, um, yeah, they start fantasizing that, or they start imagining that the neighbors next door are killers. Um, Tom Hanks one night sees them in the lashing rain digging what looked like grave-sized holes at the back garden. So he tells them that, and then all of, all of a sudden they're all like, oh, my God, they're murderers, blah, 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 let's do this, let's do that. All just born out of sheer boredom. Um, but uh, they sort of, you know, they set about this little adventure in themselves just to just to um, to see what's happening. Um when they do finally introduce themselves to the weirdo neighbours, they sort of barge themselves in and fight them for t- fight themselves over. Um, and in the chaos where that ensues on that meeting, um, Tom Hanks finds the old man's wig uh, wedged between a stack of magazines that were all addressed to the old man who's now missing. So this now sets real alarm bells off for everyone. And uh, yeah, that, that kind of brings us to the uh, the last few acts of the film, I guess. Because yeah. they, they 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 come to a point where they do actually believe their own bullshit where he, they think he has been murdered. Yes. Uh by these new weirdo neighbours. Um and yeah, it kind of goes from there, like um, Yeah, there's a nice little it's, it's good. It's a good, yeah. clever, it's very well written ending, I think. Yeah. 
it's it's completely surreal it's completely over the top like there's no element of realism or you know an actual genuine thriller about it it's de- definitely done for laughs um it's directed by uh, joe dante <clears throat> who done other similar sort of horror or weirdo horror comedy type to, with the gremlins and stuff um so it this was definitely oh was it the same director same director yeah so this is definitely wow. this kind of like surreal you know surreal in suburbia kind of wheelhouse um uh but yeah no it's, it, this is a great film it is it's 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 now considered a cult comedy but i just think it's a straight-up comedy i think it's brilliant i think tom hank this is his first big film i think his first real massive hit uh i think he done this and big in the same year so he had a big year pun intended. yeah um but yeah this and is, it's yeah it's but, brilliant so yeah yeah um yeah, there's not much to be said about it other than it's great. It's a classic. If anyone hasn't seen it, get it or um, watch it. And if, and if, a '90s movie that really has aged well as well. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's bound to be not like you know, it's bound to be not perfect in terms of like you know modern filmmaking. But I think it's as as good if you're if you're into sort of surreal comedies that have that element of weirdness about them. Then this is definitely it because this is perfectly. Like, yeah. But, um, <laughs> excuse me. It's on Amazon, in case anyone's wondering. Um, on Amazon Prime. Cool. On Amazon Prime, yeah. So, uh, yeah, get I on. Did, yeah, I wasn't too sure, actually, where it was on. I meant to check that out for you. No, that's where I found it, anyway. No, I did have to put on my VPN for America. So, oh, okay. so you know. Um, so, if you have VPN turned on, switch your Amazon Prime to America, and you're good to go. But, um, yeah, no, this is well worth it. If you haven't seen it, watch it. If you've seen it before, watch it again. It's great. Oh, I'm glad. I wasn't too sure 100% if you had seen it or um, or if you did, if you liked it or whatever. But and yeah, I should so. mention as well, another character I didn't mention already is Corey Feldman. Oh, yeah. He plays like this like, uh, 18, 19 year old kid has been left home alone for this particular week. Um, and he's just like a complete stoner party head. Like, and he's very much the, the, the eyes of the audience who's just looking at everything happening from a third party from a third third eye view because he's like inviting his friends over so it's like oh my neighbours are going crazy they think the neighbours are murderers come on over and watch it it'll be a great show and he has a house party yeah. all based around what's happening like their part of the audience like it's it's very good like it's a good little device but, yeah um, that is really true actually I didn't think of him being like that car- like used as actually that kind of uh, technique of storytelling mm. like yeah yeah He's very much like just looking at like there's literally no danger to him and his friends. They're all just audience members like and they literally act like as such like. So yeah, no special mentions of that. Other than that, yeah, they're an all-round classic. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually picked out stuff for next week. Ooh, have you? And I actually went kind of thematically and um, let's hear it so also i actually think i'm actually going to watch the burbs now because we were talking about it and you loved it so much yes um because i i didn't i watched actually planes trains and automobiles again because like i kind of wanted to like re-watch the movies i gave you because i mm. wasn't like because i have it's been so long since i actually watched them but i didn't watch the burbs again because I was like full sure you were going to watch Planes Trains. <laughs> I'm sorry to disappoint. I am. <laughs> so, 
it's my fault. I should have watched the Burbs. But I actually definitely think I'm going to watch the Burbs now because I'm like. I've sold it is. to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like I didn't push my, my film enough. Um, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So this or for next week, I was thinking of um, doing a sort of. Uh, a little Bruce Willis tribute, seen as oh, he very is yeah, recently retired. Yeah. Recently retired. Excellent. Okay. Um. So I know you have most likely no, you've one hundred percent seen both of these films. I'll still but, take them. Pardon. I'll still take them. Bruce Willis when he was good was great. So yeah, it's well worth looking yeah. into. Uh, it's actually my favorite Die Hard film. Ah, and okay. it's Die Hard with a Vengeance. Interesting. Do you know what? That's actually my favorite too. Like, really? I, I, I thought love, you were Die Hard one. No, I love all the way. The, I love the first one, but like the third one is is on par, like easily yeah. on par. Like, yeah, yeah. I just think it's like a really, really. Uh, I also big Jeremy Irons fan too. So mm-hmm. yeah, well, you know. yeah, very good. And the Sixth Sense because I think he's deadly in that. Yeah, that's his best non Die Hard film. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was going to give you the kid. Which is also an excellent movie. Mm, um, it is. That's the Disney one, isn't it? Yeah. It that's is. the Disney one where he basically meets his six year old self mm. or a like a him as a young boy. Um, but I just went with the Sixth Sense or Die Hard with a Vengeance because I um prefer them personally. No, that's fine. Um but yeah, and uh that's your two choices i know you've would you uh would you be um would you be interested in me giving you two bruce willis films yeah we could do a little bruce willis special seems yeah yeah, seen as he's uh he's got plenty of good stuff i know um okay let me give you two all right let me see um how would you feel about looper okay i've actually never Never seen, seen that? Oh, very good. I'll mark that one down. So, and let me have a look here now. So, we've got Looper, and just in case you don't fancy something you haven't seen, how about Sin City? Sin City. Yeah. I've actually not seen that. What? You've never seen yeah. Sin City either? Oh, you're in for a treat. So, I'll give you two absolute classics there. Yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah. Cool. Uh, any plans? Uh, any big studio tours you're doing this week? No, um, no, no studio tours. Ironically, I've done the Harry Potter tour in London, which is the only other big studio tour in. Really? You know, did you within... do that when you were over in London? I did, yeah. I took the influence. To now, evidently, it wasn't you know the best idea because he hadn't even seen Harry Potter up to that point. I thought he had. Okay. So, yeah, he didn't give it flying. But he actually, once we got there, it was actually incredibly interesting. Because uh, similar to the Game of Thrones, when it's all active, real sets that they film stuff on. Yes. Um, but they also had a lot of interactive stuff, like blue screen uh, acting and, you know, making your own video and stuff. And yeah, it was it was, it was a bit more polished than the Game of Thrones one. But Really? Yeah. yeah. They just now, have that, like, It is actually, dollar. you actually drive out to a, a movie studio, an actual studio. 
the Harry Potter one. Yeah, it's it's not like a warehouse where they just set this up. It's a proper functioning studio. It's where they filmed uh, the likes of James Bond and all. Oh, right. Yeah, Is so, that, uh, what's that called? I think it's called Elstree. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think you drive out to, you drive out to the studio. I think it's Elstree. And yeah, they've like six or seven monstrous warehouses that they've made as film sets or studios. And one of the one of the warehouses was the Harry Potter one, and instead ah. of instead of disassembling the sets after they were done with them, they just said no, keep them up, we'll turn it into a tourist thing, and that's what they did. But like the other warehouses are still making James Bond, and you know I think they filmed all the Marvel stuff there as well that that was in England. Like so, yeah. Wow. Pretty interesting. I, I want- yeah. I would like, I do love watching Harry Potter movies. Like, I, I've actually never read the books. No, not right. Um, no. But I would really like to actually see the sets because it just seems like a really cool. Um, mm, it is very interesting. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah that, was, that was the other studio tour I've done. So, very good. Yeah. Um, what about you? Any, <laughs> any plans? <laughs> I have no plans. I'd busy like I kind of feel like since um like it's been a busy few weeks so I think it might just be a chill quiet week and it's mm. Easter so I'll probably it's, eat like a lot of Easter eggs it it is Easter and I'd like to say you know oh, it's my time to get stuck into Easter eggs but I've been eating them since February so I <laughs> I don't care <laughs> I feel like it's earlier and earlier now the yeah. um uh like when it's christmas time and there's there's like selection boxes and everything in the supermarkets since september mm-hmm. and i feel like easter eggs have been in the supermarkets for a few months or well for like at least sort of in february yeah i'd have been there since january i held Have-y? off yeah I thought I was doing great, holding off for February. <laughs> what? Uh, I'd completely taken the novelty out of it. They ruined the novelty. Though. Yeah, like that's the thing. I mean, you used to be able to kind of, you know, it would literally be, they'd be in the shop like two weeks before Easter. Mm. And now it's kind of like they're there months before. And it's just a bit, yeah, kind of takes the edge off. This big, the big surprise. Yeah. So you obviously didn't give up chocolate then for Lent. Um, uh, that's a negative. That's a negative. <laughs> on the, yeah, yeah. I didn't give up anything. No, I gave I up. I gave up caring. That's, that's what yeah, I, yeah. I gave up giving a shit. So, yeah. So. It's like this. Just uh, yeah. This whole Lent thing isn't isn't worth it. It's it's not for me. It's not for me. It's not for me. Th- things are miserable enough. We don't need to impose <sighs> self-inflicted, no, self-inflicted miserable. miserable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Miserableness. Um, yes. So, well, I mean, happy Easter if I don't see it before <laughs> Easter. Yeah. And to you. And happy Easter listeners. Yeah. Hope you get loads of Easter eggs. And, and that you had stronger willpower than I. Yeah. yeah. You hold, held off with all your Lent. That's if you celebrate Lent. I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah. no. <laughs> We're multi-denominational here, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter at all. If you do or not. <laughs> or don't. Um, cool. Right. Well, sure, like, we'll leave it there, will we? We shall. Excellent. And I will see you 
or chat to you soon and uh, yeah we'll chat to you guys next week bye, bye.